0: Good evening, this is Justin Ford for From the Frontline. Tonight we are dealing with Join the Africa Christian Network. In the studio with me is Dr. Peter Hammond, the founder of Frontline Fellowship, who has been involved in serving persecuted Christians for over 40 years in 38 countries. Dr. Hammond, what is the Africa Christian Network?
1: The Africa Christian Action is an association of Bible-based evangelical congregations, ministries and missions who are dedicated to fulfilling the Great Commission of the Lord Jesus Christ throughout Africa.
0: Who is ACN, or Africa Christian Network, designed for?
1: African Christians, congregations, missions and ministries who are dedicated to fulfilling the Great Commission in our continent, primarily, of course, for Protestants and Evangelicals in particular.
0: Um, Do you feel that there's a need for an Africa Christian network?
1: There is. We continually ask for such a network and group and... uh, Over the years, we've been running the Christian Action Network, but it was needed to go wider and to go broader because there's so many independent churches in particular in Africa who feel the need for more fellowship, more input. They need counsel, encouragement, education, literature, leadership training. And there's a whole range of reasons why we can see there's so many independent churches that don't feel at home with any of the standard denominations and who want a Not an organization to control them, but a network and a fellowship to be helping them and coming alongside and assisting uh, for affiliation, for fellowship, and for ministry and cooperation. Are there any Protestant
0: foundations that that that, um, potential members need to fulfill?
1: Oh, definitely. So this isn't just a unity um, without foundation and basis. Every member needs to adhere to traditional Christian doctrine as summarized by the Nicene Creed, so obviously the deity of Christ and the Trinity. These are essentials, and Christ is the only way of salvation. So the Nicene Creed is the base of faith. And then the five solas of the Protestant Reformation, which Professor Martin Luther launched over 500 years ago in Wittenberg. Sola Scriptura, Scripture alone is the ultimate authority. Sola Gratia, Salvation is by the grace of God alone. Sola fide, salvation is received by faith alone. Solus Christus, Christ alone is the head of the church and the only mediator between God and men. And soli dio gloria, everything must be done to the glory of God alone. So these are the doctrines which the Protestant reformers emphasized, which God mightily blessed with the greatest movements ever seen so far. And so when the scripture tells us in Jude 4 to contend, earnestly for the faith, which was once for delivered to the saints. This is what we're referring to. It's biblical, it's evangelical, it's Christ-centered. So that's the requirement for all applicants, all members to adhere to these key foundational principles.
0: How will Africa... Christian Network benefit or enhance or streamli- streamline frontline <laughs> fellowships existing work?
1: Well, so much of our work is to fulfill the great commission of the Great uh, of our Lord Jesus Christ throughout Africa. So we do this through literature and leadership training. So the Africa Christian Network is going to help us in literature distribution and in leadership training because the members are wanting help. They're wanting resources. So we're going to provide them with Bibles and New Testaments, Gospel booklets, tracts, Textbooks for schools, uh, textbooks for school teachers, uh, libraries for pastors. And when they want leadership training and inviting our teams to come, we can either put them in touch with uh, guest speakers we know of or our teams can prioritize going past these member groups when we send out teams to either distribute literature or run leadership training courses wherever they're going. With our team going up to the Congo soon or... um, Africa missions later on whenever we go on these public speaking tours, it's these members and affiliates that often are the foundation for our um, program that we're organizing so they're the ones who will be organizing the local outreaches seminars and conferences and they will be the people we entrust the literature to who then through the ministers fraternals other networks are able to ensure that the bibles and books get to those who most need will best appreciate and most strategically use and Apply the Lord to cross all areas of life. So it definitely makes our work easier when we already know there's committed people who hold to the fundamentals of the faith in this area or that, that we can network and work through for organising whatever our strategy is in that area.
0: So would you say that you, uh, this is a, the next stage of of missionary or Christian development in Africa, where whereas the missionary will now use the the new Christians or the, the newly established Christians to start taking on. Um, uh, responsibility? Well, yes.
1: I mean, the whole pattern we get in the Book of Acts is the Apostle Paul and Timothy and Silas, they were scaffolding. They went in temporarily and the itinerant ministry, these three great missionary journeys that we read about in the Book of Acts, the itinerant ministry was followed up with literature like the epistles of the New Testament or the missionary letters written to follow up churches that were plants and then they would occasionally go again and revisit and help them sort out some problems or just encourage them or give them further guidance but the whole goal was you go to some major urban centers you establish leaders and churches there and then they will be working into the rural areas near the, the farming communities nearby the cities so there's a strategy in the book of acts that we want to follow uh, which is both itinerant ministry and literature dovetailing with leadership training
0: so you would say Paul is your
1: model. Yes, very much so. Uh, we sing in the Book of Acts the model for all good missions, and that's what also inspired William Carey when he began the um, particular Calvinist Baptist Society for the Propagation of the Gospel amongst the Heathen, the first Protestant mission society. He got his inspiration from Acts thirteen.
0: Where in Africa is the main focus of um, Africa Christian Network, or is it well, Africa as Well, it's,
1: whole? it's all of Africa. The whole focus is Africa. And so we have already got members and affiliates in North Africa and Arabic-speaking Muslim countries where the gospel is illegal and persecuted. Uh, already we're helping them with leadership training resources. We actually recently had six graduates uh, from an Arabic-speaking Muslim country in North Africa where it's illegal, graduate six people who'd gone through our William Carey Bible Institute program and got their certificates. We were even remotely involved in uh, the graduation service, and it was a wonderful milestone, something that we'd hoped for when we started the William Carey Bible Institute to provide leadership training resources for those in restricted access areas. So you've got people doing church planting and leadership training in North Africa in the 1040 window which is a greatly neglected area, resistant access area, and they need help and they need encouragement. And it means so much for these believers in Arabic North Africa to know they're not alone, to know they're not forgotten, and to get resources and to know that they're part of a, a global network and part of a continental movement. For
0: people who are new listeners and don't know Frontline Fellowship's background, why, can you explain why you think Frontline Fellowship is uniquely qualified to facilitate such an initiative or network?
1: Well, we've been in the field for 40 years, so we've got decades of experience throughout Africa and Europe. Back in the 1980s, when the Berlin Wall was up and we had to smuggle beyond the Iron Curtain, we were involved in serving the persecuted Church, Bible smuggling and evangelism throughout Eastern Europe, uh, including as far north as Poland and down to Albania, ministering throughout Yugoslavia, Czechoslovakia, Bulgaria, Hungary, um, Romania, and East Germany. There was a lot to learn from the persecuted Church. And a lot to learn both before the Iron Curtain came down and afterwards, the challenges they faced and how they dealt with it. And, um, of course, throughout Africa, we've been involved in so many wars from Mozambique and Angola all the way through Zimbabwe up to Rwanda and Sudan. And uh, I believe that we've got a lifetime's worth of international contacts for literature, for leadership training, for serving the persecuted Church and media uh, as well, Christian media. We've had experiences like when our teams were locked up in prison, when ours locked up in Zambia or Mozambique, and international contacts got us out of prison. And we know that the Lord has given the keys, the kingdom, to his people. that What we bind will be bound, what we loose will be loosed. And we've seen prisoners go free when wise, careful, strategic mobilization was made to bring pressure to bear on the politicians, to mobilize prayer on behalf of those who are locked up. And so we've seen... Uh, captives go free, uh, ourselves and others. We've seen captive nations like South Sudan set free too, and the successful secession of South Sudan. We worked for that for decades, mobilized internationally, uh, support doing everything from launching the um, chaplains corps, trained the first chaplains of the Sudanese People's Liberation Army and their medical corps. We brought in the experts and the materials and the medic bags and literally... Um, sewed up their first berets and gave them the armbands and um, what they needed and set them going, brought in container loads of medicines uh, and of literature, container loads of Bibles, books, textbooks for schools, libraries for pastors, helped get South Sudan up and running as an independent country, free from Islamic Sudan, free from Sharia law. And uh, we've been eyewitness to secessions that took place up in Europe and Latvia, Lithuania, Estonia, and the Baltic states, and also in the Balkans, uh, where Croatia and Slovakia uh, uh, broke free, uh, I should say Slovenia, and Macedonia, uh, Serbia, uh, all these different groups that were able to break free from uh, the old communist Yugoslavia. And uh, when Czech and Slovakia broke in the bill divorce, as they called it, when a Czech Republic and Slovakian Republic separated peacefully, after campaigns so we've seen a whole range of movements for self-determination and decentralization and how the church played a key role in many of those especially in Romania and so we believe that we can help people face the challenges of the future and the threats that are coming at the church we've served the persecuted church we've learned from churches and revival we've gone through some momentous upheavals tumultuous events and believe that we can also campaign and help Christians in these countries move to be positive uh, influences, such as in Zambia, where we were able to help the newly liberated country of Zambia when they were set free from the one-party dictatorship of Kenneth Kondo's unit party. We helped advise the government who we had met while we were locked up in uh, detention without trial um, as presidential detainees of Kondor, We met people who now are in senior leaders in governments in uh, Zambia and were able to therefore guide and lead them in outlawing abortion, pornography, prostitution, gambling, Sabbath desecration, bringing Bibles back into schools, creation science, and providing good textbooks, guiding them with chaplains and army to replace the commissars and other good things like that. And so throughout Africa, we promoting things like international Day of prayer for the persecuted and life chains the international life chain Sunday uh, the first Sunday of November uh, in October is life chain Sunday also the uh, Reformation day 31st of October we've been promoting that throughout Africa calling people back to the historic faith of the of the Bible as was championed during the Protestant Reformation calling people back to praying for revival so we've got a diverse network of contacts that have enriched our work that enable us to enrich the people in Africa to be a continent that is, we hope, it's going to become the most Christian continent in the world.
0: Hmm. Can you name some of your international contacts? I mean, is it appropriate to ask
1: you that? Yes, certainly. Well, for example, uh, we are the local distributors for World Missionary Press and uh, for other literature ministries around the world, and we just received one... 1,800,000 1,800,000 gospel booklets in multiple languages. Offload that, that was 4,200 boxes, uh, 1,800,000 gospel booklets, uh, something like 24-odd tons that we offload here, and we distribute those all throughout the continent. So we're looking for people who want evangelistic resources that they can use. Each booklet is all Scripture and 50 pages of Scripture in each booklet. Each box is 500 booklets, five kilograms you know just ideal things for distribution when i went on my first mission across the border into mozambique on a motorbike i had world missionary press gospel booklets in my saddlebags and they're just the perfect size and weight and um ideal to make a good impact through literature and we've got international contacts as well with groups like the um, coalition on revival international church council project and uh, other groups calling people back to inerrancy of scripture. So we hold to uh, inerrancy of scripture as the watershed key principle on which it all works. Wave the Master and uh, evangelism explosion training, of course, Muslim evangelism, we've been very involved in all of that. So we can help churches with whatever their needs are, whether it's church planting training or evangelism training, Muslim evangelism, discipleship programs. We've got a a great network of people who both publish these things, authors, uh, publishing houses, distribution ministries. And uh, I believe we can put the different groups in Africa in touch with groups who can really help them. No need to reinvent the wheel. If a great resource already exists, let's use it.
0: Is uh, Africa Christian Network open to South Africans as well?
1: Definitely. No, this is anywhere in Africa. And that would include Southern Africa and even North Africa, which many people think, well, that's a no-go area, that's Islamic Africa. But uh, Muslim Middle East might be in a 1040 window, but it's still parts of the world that the Lord commanded us to disciple. Go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature, make disciples of all nations, includes Algeria, Tunisia, Libya, Egypt. They have to be a major part of our focus too. So we're not only focused on the south of Africa, but all of Africa.
0: Would that encompass so-called political definitions of Africa that include Madagascar and Seychelles? And, uh, oh yes,
1: no. I mean, it might be harder to get the islands, and it's, we can't exactly yeah. drive there. But um, yes, all of Africa includes the islands around Africa for sure. Um, we don't want. Yeah. Sorry. We don't want to ignore the lemurs in the, um, Madagascar. Either. Yeah. <laughs> how can
0: how do, how can one get involved and join the Africa Christian Network?
1: Right, well, you can email us at info at christianaction.org.za info at christianaction.org.za You can go on the website www.christianaction.org.za or as Americans would say Z-A so christianaction.org.za You can go on Facebook and look for Africa Christian Network. Um, We've got that set up now and we've got a constitution and application form available on the website and uh, people can read what we stand for there's an article on the christian action website uh, or there should be soon um, with our basic vision and mission listed and uh, there's also give send go that's been set up for those who want to support this venture and uh, we are going to try and make all the links necessary to help people to get networked, get involved, and then they will get on our mailing list and we will be sending them regularly the uh, Gospel Defence League and Literature of African Reformation Society emails, and frontline emails, which will enrich their ministry and help them with their sermon preparation and their planning for the future to make them more effective in church planting evangelism, Muslim evangelism, and discipleship programs.
0: I think we we might have touched on this already, but can you... Uh, list precisely what the admission criteria are and then how would you assess potential members?
1: Right, so the admission is open to Bible-believing evangelical churches, ministries, missions, those dedicated to the Great Commission in Africa. So they can access our application form on our website, on the their website or request it by emailing info We'll send them the application form, they fill it out, and we request their constitution, their base of faith, and their different office bearers, church leaders, or ministry or mission leaders, to sign the different declarations, which includes the five Solas of the Reformation and the Nicene Creed. And uh, when we receive their details about the ministry and what they stand for and how they, they set up what they're, Main goals are we able to evaluate each one. So there, there are standards and obviously we're going to try and counsel members if we see a weakness in their church documents or base of faith. And over the years we've also given quite a lot of advice helping churches set up a better accountability structure, or a better doctrinal foundations. Uh, if they if we can see anything that we can apparently help by guidance, but again, this is advice. We don't have control over the people, but we do have, um, it's a network and it's fellowship. There will be encouragement, there will be education, there will be literature and leadership training, and where necessary, if if the uh, congregational member is not responsive to counsel and advice, they may lose their membership. That's part of the constitution that, that those who, who either violate the membership requirements or are involved in something that seems heretical or undermining of Christian principles. You know, for example, if you see people doing something weird like supporting transgender this, that, and the or LGBTQ uh, ministers or ordaining people who are perverts uh, to be meant to be preachers or doing something weird like that, obviously that should be a good enough reason to expel such a group from the fellowship. So membership in the fellowship and a certificate of affiliation is going to be meaningful. Um, generally we think council would be adequate and most ministries are very responsive to council by correspondence or visit. When necessary, we, we may have to go further, but uh, hopefully it will not be necessary. Hopefully most will be teachable and responsive.
0: This network, is it going to essentially be conducted via correspondence or are they going to be online
1: meetings there will be some meetings that'll be by zoom or skype yes uh, there will be uh, regular email links it seems to be the easiest way we'll also let people use social media they'll be able to be posting on our site and we will make um events available so we hope some people come and join for major events for example in across a bunch of ministers conference or youth conferences held we'd encourage people to send delegates there When we have a biblical worldview summit, we'd certainly encourage members to join in to the leadership training we offer. But also, the goal is that they will be inviting our teams to come and that, you know, say some delegates in Tanzania or Malawi, that a mission team will come past once a year or so and be able to run some seminars and courses in the area, help them with some of their outreaches, provide them with some of the resources they're looking for, and of course. I think just a personal visit makes a huge difference, that people know they're not alone, they're not forgotten, that they know that there's not only support but advice and resources that can help them to be more effective in seeking first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, fulfilling the Great Commission in Africa. You mentioned
0: uh, people meeting at Kwasi Zubantu. Would you like to envisage uh, a scenario where the members of Africa Christian Network would meet at a, at, a, at a particular conference, a specific conference. Indeed.
1: So so we, we've done this before. We've had seminars in, say, Lusaka and Zambia. And we invite all the people we know in our network in Zambia to come and attend. When we did the Livingston 200 event in 2013 at the Victoria uh, Falls, we had people come from far and wide, e- even as far as Nigeria, came to join our Livingston 200 event. So when we've had special events, we have tried to encourage others to join. And on our Livingston 200, we had a team that took seven months going through 12 countries, distributing three and a half tons of Bibles and books in the countries where David Livingston had ministered before. This was to celebrate the 200th anniversary of the birth of David Livingston. And so that was a really special event. And we finished with this Great Missions Conference, which even Zambia National Radio and TV uh, observed and uh, covered members of the mayor's office were there. You know, for the town of Livingston, it was a great event and a wonderful opportunity to have international people present for such a a great milestone. So we do those sort of things. Uh, We just recently had a film crew from Kenya down here who had first met me and come to Nova Ministry at the Great Commission Conference we held up in Nairobi in Joma Kenyatta University back in the year 2000. So here we were, Literally 23 years later, and there's folks coming, uh, and that was fruit of a conference held all those decades ago. So, I do hope and pray that the African Christian Network is going to be having lots of person to person, face to face uh, engagements as well, real fellowship, and we'll be able to put some people in touch with one another who may not know of the like minded ministry just down the road from them, the next village, uh, but we're in touch because of our pretty far ranging ministry and there's millions of pieces of literature with front lines contact details on them all over africa because we've been doing this for four decades so there's some people in touch with us who may not know about the other people in touch with us very close by so we hope we can put people together and we've done this before where we've gone to an area and found people doing a joint operation together to hosting a conference or camp together and they were put in touch by us anyway and uh, that's really special and wonderful when you can see we can bless the nations by being a bit of an information clearinghouse and a network, um, being a, a source for information, but also able to put fellow Christians who are also Protestant, Reformed, Evangelical into contact with one another.
0: Yeah, so it's not only for churches, it's for any Christian organization. That Yes. okay.
1: I mean, for that matter, it, even an individual could be a member of, you know, say it's an author or an editor or someone running a Christian publication, uh, yes, we'd want all those who are Bible-believing Christians who are committed to fulfilling Great Commission Africa to network together. The whole goal is an African-Christian network. So if you're African, you're Christian, you want to network together with others committed to fulfilling Great Commission, then this would be a body that would hopefully help you to be more effective in it.
0: Some of the... Um ministries and services offered by ACN have already been listed in the foregoing discussion, but can you provide the listeners with an overview of, of what, which, what they can get out of Africa Christian Network? Okay,
1: so if a person uh, joins Africa Christian Network, they will be part of an international Christian movement uh, where they can share prayer requests and ask for advice and counsel as to how to deal with different challenges, request library books for their pastor or congregation or school, answers to critical questions, assistance with sermon preparation, Bible study resources, Sunday school materials, evangelistic outreach materials, which we will provide either hard copy or electronic as is possible, or we'll put them in touch with the local literature distributor in their area or region. And uh, when members of our fellowship have been persecuted for the faithful, um, we've published their plights and mobilized prayer and support to set the captives free, which included the mission team I was involved in leading back in 1987 when we were locked up in Kohundi's one-party state in Zambia. Well, after the international campaign that our mission mobilized, we were released after um, much prayer and pressure, which opened the prison doors and set the captives free. Later, when I was leading a team in Mozambique, which included four American medical missionaries, we locked up in communist-controlled Mozambique in 1989. And again, prayer and action opened the prison doors and we were set free after a very intense time. Well, we were also involved in the campaign to end the persecution of Christians in Sudan and bring about the peaceful secession of South Sudan, which again is just an example of how believers working together through publications, through pressure and through prayer can bring about a positive practical change on the ground, which has advanced the gospel. Uh, also, we can help with leadership training higher education resources such as William Carey Bible Institute materials. We've got a lot of international authors and missionary uh, veterans who have donated their audio or visual or manuals or lecture notes. And we've got a very strong Muslim evangelism uh, program on our William Carey ministry, uh, William Carey Bible Institute website, so we can give access to some very good tertiary education resources for our members, and uh, if they ask for specific things, we can source specific books or audios or videos, uh, PowerPoints, lecture notes, manuals, whatever they need, and uh, we're pretty strong on history as well. So people can be requesting library books to their um, school or college or pastor or church. I think every church should have a church library. Um, There's a lot of great resources we have, we're also in touch with others who can provide materials in their needs. But if they want to know who can we turn to, who will help us, uh, we've, we look at the big picture and we're in touch with some of the top mission leaders of major missions around the world who could maybe help bring about a solution to whatever problem they're facing.
0: Uh, if you provide news updates, what sort of news would that be to
1: Well, especially on evangelism and missions and resources available, but also on the persecuted church so that we can pray for those who are facing challenges to faith. But right now, many people are confused. How do we respond to the LGBTQ transgender uh, cult that's like a new religion being advanced, which is in fact being used to persecute Christians? How should we in Africa respond when Western governments are trying to bully our government to uh, take the privileges for perverts agenda further when we as Africans believe this is wrong, this is an abomination Uh, that's unbiblical, we must resist it. And so we're in touch with these issues and are trying to craft biblical responses. Of course, creation versus evolution has been done so well through Answers and Genesis. And so we would be networking with Ants and Genesis to provide good resources people need to counter the secular humanist evolutionary propaganda. And uh, there's so many other issues that I think people need to be aware of, like the health and wealth, name it and claim it and frame it, prosperity, cult, gospel, which is small g, it's not a real gospel. I wouldn't put a capital G. But this what can you get out of God business, uh, we're in touch with Justin Peterson his Call for Discernment ministry, which uh, we help provide good resources to help people evaluate carefully and respond to this very mercenary cargo cult type of what can I get out of the gospel and how can God serve me, which is the wrong way of looking at things. We are to be his servants. Which we knock on his door. God is not our servant and he's not yet to serve us. Uh, God is the creator. He is the eternal judge. He's our redeemer and savior. We need to worship him and be humble in submitting to him, not trying to manipulate God for our different agendas. A minister is not to be a witch doctor. And so there are issues that we need to inform and involve people in responding to. And so as a Bible-based mission, this is, of course, a, Major concern of ours: leadership training and literature distribution. Good literature, relevant literature, Bible-based literature, and leadership training that helps our people be relevant and faithful to God's word and effective in fulfilling the Great Commission.
0: Where can one learn? Oh, sorry, what would you say that um, Africa Christian Network could be summed up as an information clearinghouse?
1: Well, that too. Uh, it's it's a it's a fountainhead of. Um, I think sometimes people call our mission. Ha- it's, calls a beehive. People come and go from here uh, collecting things, bringing things. Uh, we've sometimes had folks turning up here with a bicycle or a bucky or a truck, and sometimes we've even had a 28-ton truck turn up, and we've had to load 28 to 1-ton pallets onto the back of the truck, all prepared, heading up to Zambia with Sunday school material, Bible study material, ministry for prisoners, Bibles, and New Testament in multiple languages. And, uh, you know, in this way, we are more than information clearing us. We are a quartermaster store for those wanting to fulfill the Great Commission. We are a spiritual armory, lots of Bibles, books, and audiovisual materials that can be used. Uh, so we are a network. Sometimes we put, I remember when Wycliffe Bible Translators was out looking for a context, and I happened to go to one of the conferences, and I just happened to know about this man who just completed the Bible translation into the Senna language in Mozambique. And this man was going to prepare a work to set up a translation the Bible into Senna in Mozambique, not knowing that it already was translated. And of course, the poor guy had done translation, didn't know how to get it published. So to put the translator in touch with the people who wanted to publish a translation in their language, very strategic, saved a lot of time waste and made possible something. So just the very fact that we very much boots on the ground We've got information and context that can help save time and uh, prevent people remake, trying to reinvent the wheel because it really exists. You just think of the great work done by Gospel Recordings. They've got the Gospel in about 4,000 languages of the world in audio format. And again, to put people in touch, I've been able to put in touch the Jesus Film Project people in Florida with Bible translators from Sudan to get the Jesus Film into, for example, the Muru language and it was so exciting to take the Jesus film in M- Moro, the first time that people were seeing any film in their language into Sudan, into Moro And the very people who were involved in doing the voiceovers and the translation, people recognizing their friends and or their neighbors' uh, voice on the film. And you can imagine excitement to people. And hearing the gospel in their language and seeing it depicted so powerfully in such an excellent production as the Jesus film. So to put... Translators, publishers, film producers in touch with one another. It's been something that we've been doing for years and we think just formalizing it will make it more efficient and help more people. Well,
0: Maybe a negative question, but just to clarify what Africa Christian Network is, well, I'll ask you, what is Africa Christian Network not? That is, what mustn't people expect from Africa Christian Network? Right.
1: Well, I mean, they mustn't turn to ACN for uh, money and pay for your church's roof and so on. We've um, And... PA systems and uh, relief aid. We're not a relief agency. We're not a financial house. We're not a bank. Uh, We don't have lots of money. What we do have is expertise. We do have literature and Bibles. And uh, we, you know, as I think Peter and John said so well in the book of Acts, silver and gold have I none, but such as I have given to you. So I think what people mustn't do is think we're going to solve their financial problems. Uh, Churches must be self-supporting, self-propagating, self-governing. Uh, We're not trying to do the job of the local church. We're just trying to help the local church. People should be supporting their churches. And let's face it, if you've got 10 families in a church that are tithing, they should be able to support the pastor and his family uh, if they are tithing. And so 10 families or 10 working members of a congregation who are tithing should be sufficient to keep a church going with what they need. And uh, now we will help with practical things like Bibles and books and guest speakers and materials, but they mustn't look to Christian Action, African Christian Network for uh, funds or for uh, things like PA systems. Uh, The things over the years I've had people request, have included uh, not just public address systems, but a chainsaw, the last thing on a plant I would sponsor for anyone. I believe in planting trees, not chopping them down. And we're environmentalists and conservationists. And uh, I would certainly not want to contribute to damaging people's ears with massive PA systems, which sometimes blow your brains out. You wonder, who am I, where am I, what am I doing here? Uh, The amounts of small congregations that don't even need a PA system that are polluting the neighborhood with noise, sorry to say, not music. Um, I wouldn't want to contribute to that. We've had people requesting everything from vehicles to um, uh, double Double beds. To, you, you wouldn't believe some of the strange things. Um, Grand Piano was another request. Uh, so over the years, I think some people have turned to us thinking we're cargo cults or we just uh, missed the money bags who can provide all things they need. There's also some very unrealistic requests sometimes. I remember one person from Malawi requesting us to provide 10 million Bibles in Chichewa. Now, bearing in mind, each Bible is about one kilogram. So a million... Bibles would be a million kilograms or a thousand tons. Now just think of the logistics of getting it up there and then distributing delivery, think of customs, think of the cost, but there's so many things to consider. But just where'd they come up with 10 million from? Well, there's 10 million people in Malawi at that time, but that includes babies in arms, toddlers, the illiterate, the blind, it, a lot of people. So this person wasn't being very, lo- very logical or realistic in requesting such an unbelievable amount which, of course, is completely unaffordable anyway. And it's not even necessary because some people already have Bibles and some people can't read and some need audio. So that kind of catch-all where a person comes up with some exotic idea. Uh, We've had people come up with this idea that we've got to uh, hire a stadium because this message is so important. Instead of using a local church for a venue, they want to hire the local stadium. And I've spoken in a massive stadium in a small town where the amount of people there consists of our team and the music group and the hosts. And uh, it would have been better off just using a local church, but they thought, well, it's too important to limit to one church. Let's hire the local stadium. But that's a nice idea, but logistically, does it work? And uh, it's always better to, if they'd gotten a school assembly, even a house church would have done better than this. And so sometimes you get people who have more money than good sense or who's eyes are bigger than their stomach, to use another term. And so we can advise people as how to organize or plan a productive program and uh, how to be wise on some of these matters because some folks have got a great vision but they haven't actually got enough experience to know how it really works and is this the best way to do it. So even there we can help. But, yeah, what don't we do? Don't think of us as relief aid um, or as finances. There are groups who do that. We might even be able to put the people in touch with some, but uh, we're not them. Now, a man's got those limitations. At one point in, in Sudan when I first arrived, I said, what do you most need? And I said, Bible's second thing they need most, Bible teaching. Well, we could do that. And then the third request they got was we need a hospital. Well, I know my limitations. I'm not a medical doctor, and um, my mother might have been a nurse, but I'm not. I know basic first aid, but that's not much more than what the fire brigade taught me. So where did I turn? I turned to Samaritan's Purse and to um, Franklin Graham, who I'd seen in operation in Rwanda during the genocide, that Fra- Samaritan's Purse was doing the only medical work there, even when the Red Cross and medicine Sans frontiers had fled. They were still operational. So I realized they were the right people. I recruited them, and that was the story in itself. We've got a whole chapter in the Frontline book, just now I recruited Samaritan's Purse to establish a hospital in South Sudan. Uh, But uh, they established that hospital, they did hundreds of thousands of operations, saved countless lives, and they were there for 10 years. Absolutely phenomenal work. And uh, later handed over the the hospital with all of its equipment to the local church, and it's still operating today. So even if we can't do it, we often touch with people can. But where do you turn? So at least in this way, I used to work for a mission research group um, for... South Connection for World Evangelization, which is a ministry of Hospital Christian Fellowship. And one of our good friends is Patrick Johnson, who's the author of Operation World. And uh, he's got to be the greatest missiologist that he knows more about missions all over the world than anyone else. So again, while we may not know the answers to everyone's questions, we do know where to find them. And Operation World is often the place to go as to who's doing what where.
0: Listeners, if you want to tap in to um, decades of expertise, uh, strategic networking, discerning literature and leadership training, Um, Dr. Hammond will be able to tell you uh, where to get hold of them.
1: Well, we'll certainly try. And the least we can do is we can pray and people can see the helps. So we've got related resources. If you just contact us at info at christianaction.org.za or my personal email, peter at frontline.org.za We will do our best to put you in touch with those who may be able to help you uh, as we have the vision of Africa for Christ. Let's seek to bless the nations.
0: Dr. Hammond, you said something very interesting during the show. You said that you would like to see Africa as the most
1: Christian continent. And I think we're heading that way. Uh, Africa has a phenomenal amount of Christians and there's a lot of dynamism here and we're church attendance in Africa is increasing whereas it's decreasing in other continents in the world. North America and Europe, church attendance has gone down. In Africa, it's gone up. number of people identify as Christians in Africa is probably the highest percentage in any continent in the world already. But I'm not just thinking in terms of numbers. I'm trying to think in terms of actual communities, congregations, and countries where they can even have laws that... Um, seek to apply the Lordship of Christ to all areas of life. And you can see Africa's trying to resist the bullying of Western secular nations to accept the perverted agenda of the LGBTQ crowd and so on and this transgenderism cult. I think we see in Africa a willingness to go against the flow of international propaganda and to say, no, we are Christians. We don't do it like this here. And so yes, let's see if David Livingston's and Mary Sliss's and Robert Moffat's vision can be fulfilled in Africa, that we can really see Africa as a Christian continent and the most Christian continent in the world. I think that's very doable.
0: Dr. Hammond, can you just repeat once again your contact details and any other related resources where people can find out more about Africa Christian Network? Yes, so you can
1: find on Facebook, you'll find Africa Christian Network, and you can find me on Facebook as well, uh, Peter Hammond, but you also, my email is peter at frontline.org.za, or Z-A as the Americans would say, Peter at frontline.org.ca, and then uh, you can email info at christianaction.org.ca or mission at frontline.org.ca would work as well. And uh, go on the website www.christianaction.org.ca, you'll see an article with the links uh, to everything to do with African Christian Network, including the Constitution application form, and also the Give, Send, Go project for those who want to support this very worthy vision.
0: Thank you for telling us about this very exciting initiative, Dr. Hammond. Um, In closing, I'd like to read from Acts chapter 2, verses 42, 46, and 47. And they continued steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine and fellowship, in the breaking of bread and in prayers. So continuing daily with one accord in the temple, and breaking bread from house to house, they ate their food with gladness and simplicity of heart, praising God and having favor with all the people. And the Lord added to the church daily those who were being saved. Thank you very much for joining us for from the front line God bless and good night